Welcome to the Young, Fun, and Sober podcast. I am your host, Blazik, aka Sober Guy Journal. And I'm Julia, also known as That One Sober Friend on TikTok. Knowing what I know now, I wouldn't change anything except to feel more emotionally slow down. Life's a merry go round. Things ain't merry when you're going through the motions, fulfillment, lies, and emotions. So why go through life unavailable? You're unfailable. Hey. This how did I been on is incomparable. How's it going? Oh my gosh. I'm so happy that you asked. <laughs> <laughs> um bouldering was great. Um, a little bit different from rock climbing because there's no there's no technical. Yeah. There's no rope, so you're just free climbing when you're bouldering so if you fall you fall um obviously it's the walls aren't as high up as if you were like rock climbing on a rope but yeah yeah, I really really liked it and um I have a good friend um that I know from high school that just happens to go to that gym that the sober event was being hosted at so I ran into her and that was really cool because we used to be on the same dance company in high school so we spent like a lot of time together in high school but I haven't seen her since and I graduated high school almost 10 years ago always trippy (laughs) I know when you think about that um so it was so good to see her and she was such a huge help because I'm a noob and I don't know what I'm doing but (laughs) it was like such a good way to be physically active but like change it up from just my regular gym routine yeah and I did get a membership did you (laughs) at this gym and I went yesterday as well and we were working on like is it a class Mm -mm. I mean you can take classes if you want but um for the most part, it's just like open gym. I guess you would consider it open gym. Yeah. And I mean, the gym is huge because there's these huge walls and right. you know, things that have all different, I think they call them projects or problems. I keep on wanting to call them routes like to get to the top, but I think the technical term is either project or problem. Um. So yeah, I'm just like, playing around right now I'm not really taking it like super seriously it's just a fun thing to do and everyone there that first night was just very excited for our little group to come and try it out for the first time it was very like welcoming versus people being like why are these random folks in our gym yeah so I think people love that was, shit. Like if you're into something and then people want to try it, it's just like, it's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. I wish it was always like that. Um, I feel like when I did CrossFit, it was kind of like 50, 50. I could see like that. Some folks were very like just wanting to help me. And then there were other folks that were like, this chick has no idea Get what she's my doing. <laughs> yeah get off my yeah. lawn mm-hmm. yeah so, what did you do this weekend well the Chiefs won the Super Bowl so that yes. was fun football that was fun um went to a party last night I woke up this morning feeling hungover from eating so much 
junk food junk food yeah <laughs> like I don't know if that happens to anyone else but it's like oh that nights, happens to me if I eat junk food and I'm out late I wake up and I feel like I've had a freaking a bottle of wine it's yeah like, whoa <laughs> the 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 caveat is it goes away in like 30 minutes mm-hmm. so <laughs> doesn't follow you throughout the entire day or week yeah yeah so so that was fun what did I do Saturday not much Saturday yeah it was a pretty low-key weekend but yeah it was chill like everyone else went out last night I I went home after the game but I, I imagine they partied till like two or three in the morning so I was seeing people's like Snapchat and Instagram stories when I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, that was posted five hours ago. Yeah, I was seeing that too. That means they were posting it at two in the morning. Absolutely not. <laughs> Especially on a Sunday. Oh, I've done no that way. before. So I don't want to like judge too much. But oh. like, I just, I just, me now, I couldn't handle it. Last time the Chiefs won the Super Bowl was 2019, and I was out till five in the morning. Jeez, so, did you make it to work? Yeah, six thirty. <laughs> yeah, wild. So I don't know, wild. I don't know how, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I know you have a topic today, so I'll let you introduce it. I'm gonna preface this by saying I thought of this topic. A matter of hours ago so I didn't really prepare but um throughout the day I've been listening to Glennon Doyle's podcast called we can do hard things I'm I'm a pretty big fan of Glennon like I just like the content that she creates and I was specifically listening to this episode from a while ago I think it was from like 2021 and they're just generally talking about the concept of quitting and the way that we see quitting in our society, like the image that we have of it. And on the podcast, it's Glennon, her wife, and then Glennon's sister. So it's the three of them chatting. And it was funny because Glennon has this very... um positive outlook on quitting and like it's okay to know when to quit something whereas her sister was like the opposite was very like you got to grind in order to achieve that means not quitting yeah and so that was just funny because um I don't know growing up I feel like there was always this very negative connotation to the word quitting like you're a quitter it's it came off in just like a negative light. But as I grow older, I feel like my understanding and my opinion on quitting has sort of morphed and changed with my lived experience. So yeah, I don't know. I just thought we'd chat about that. Yeah, I think it's an interesting topic for sure. Um, To double down on your point, like I think, I think quitting has a pretty negative connotation probably for good reason a lot of the times um yeah like i i think that maybe like perseverance and quitting 
are like kind of hard to live side by side. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Is there, I'm still like gathering my thoughts. Is there anything like, like all that, did you have more to elaborate on there? Cause I'm, I'm still thinking there. Well, I guess just there is a, I'm sure that people that are listening have heard of like grind culture. There is like a grind culture on social media and it's basically if you, and this is very prevalent too. in like a lot of the self-help books I've read, it's basically you, whatever you want in life, whatever you want to achieve, you need to want it so bad and you cannot let anything get in your way. Right. And if something does get in your way, and you end up quitting, that is seen as like immediate failure. Yeah. And so, I feel like growing up that, you know, that's kind of what we were taught, like as kids, whether that be like with school or with athletics, quitting was a bad thing, just generally. I think I know where I'm going with this. Um, I think and this is a like this is a what this is a values thing too. I think in my opinion, like some of the examples you brought up there, I would be like, yeah, I'd be okay quitting that. Other things, not so much. So where I kind of lie there is if I committed to something and by me quitting, it's gonna affect other people, then I think that I should finish it. Now, finish it, what does that mean? Right? Like if it's a mm -hmm. basketball team, then I can probably suck it up for two months and finish the basketball team because I committed to that and other people relied on me to be there or to contribute. So I, I don't like the idea of quitting in that example. Mm -hmm. In another example, if I say that I'm going to start going to the, to CrossFit and I go for three weeks and I just don't enjoy it. It hurt. I hurt in the morning I don't enjoy it. People are kind of mean at the gym. I think that it's more than okay to detach from the idea that you once had in your head of what this is going to be and mm -hmm. to, to shift gears and be like, okay, I'm okay not pursuing this anymore and being open to different opportunities. Like, I think those are kind of, that's where I lie on it. Yeah, I think that makes sense when there's like other people involved that are kind of depending on you to be there. I could definitely see you not wanting to quit because one of the things that I actually really like about myself now that I'm sober is I'm a very consistent person and I'm very um, dependable. Is that what I'm trying to think? Yeah. People can depend on me. <laughs> you're consistent, you're reliant. Yeah, yeah. And I, I show up when I say that I'm going to show up and I'm present when I say I'm going to be present. So I definitely feel you on that. But yeah, I just like that you brought up the other example of, you know, you could start this hobby and you could think that it's going to be a certain way. You think you're going to have this relationship with it. And until you're in it, you don't realize like, actually, this makes my body feel worse than it did beforehand. And it's honestly really funny that you bring up that example, because that's what happened with me with CrossFit is I kept injuring my left shoulder mm. time and time again. And 
it was because if folks don't know, like CrossFit is basically like your weight training, but you're also doing it while you're doing cardio. You're, you're on the clock. Like you're, you're trying to not in all instances, but a lot of the time there were parts of my class the that focus were like isn't that. on form. No. Like, yeah. You're kind of racing a clock and trying to get yes. tasks done. Yeah. While also lifting as, as heavy as you can. And when I'm in a group setting like that, I'm not going to quit. Like <laughs> if there's other people in the CrossFit class, even if I'm hurting, like I, I put that way in the back of my mind and I keep going because I don't want to be the girl that's not, you know, doing the class with everybody else. So I don't know. I guess I just wanted to talk about this because I think that both instances can coexist. And sure. instead of instead of us just seeing it as this, you know, if you're not making strides in that direction that you originally committed, redirection is not failure. You know, yeah. like you can you can have moments of, yeah, I this didn't end up being what I wanted. And you don't need to, and I have like a example when it comes to like my career where it was just like this, this certain situation wasn't serving me anymore. So although, yeah, I quit, it still was what was best for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think like sometimes, sometimes when we look at quitting, we just think that, oh, I'm losing this. Like I'm quitting. Yes. So I'm losing this thing. But really when you're quitting something, you're freeing up space, you're freeing up time, you're freeing up totally. opportunity for other things to happen. So yeah, quitting can be bad depending on what it is. But the the way that you're opening up space, the way that you're opening up time, it just, it allows for a lot more stuff to happen and it allows like more, you're just increasing luck, I guess, in a, in an aspect. If like you're, if, if you're in a rut where you just feel like the same thing's happening, same things like, you know, you're just not happy, then yeah, mm -hmm. maybe you do need to quit. I think you guys know what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, we'll just, like with drinking, you know, it's, it's definitely something where when you first start, you're like, yeah, this is going to suck. Like I can never drink again. And that's like, that's just a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, now I get like, what do you get from that too? Right. So you, you're losing something and there's like opportunity cost in keeping it. So by getting rid of this, what are you going to gain in your life? And that's like an analysis that only you can do or yeah. experiment with. Yeah. It's, it's funny too, because when I first quit drinking, I was so heartbroken about the fact that I was never going to feel that like first 15 minute buzz. Yeah ever again. I, I really had to, that, that was something that upset me. And I thought, you know, I'm never going to get that, you know, 
first wave of like liquid courage that I, you know, have found myself craving every weekend. But exactly what you were saying, I was not even comprehending yet that losing that 15 minutes of my weekend that happens once or twice a weekend, once or twice a week, I am opening up my life to all of these opportunities when it comes to my friendships, my relationships, my family, my career, my purpose in life. And if it wasn't for me quitting alcohol, I would have never, it would have never even like occurred to me that I could have any of these things. I was just so you know, I'm just like holding so tightly onto this like 15 minutes of euphoria, which in actuality, I'm having to pay for that (laughs) up to three days, up to three days afterwards. You know, I'm also with me quitting the 15 minutes of euphoria, I'm quitting the three days where I'm miserable. Right. So why am I not more focused on that? It's hard to look at, especially when you're in the, when you're in the situation and you're in the moment, it's just like, I don't want to say survival, but it kind of is survival, like, or it's reaction or it's instinct. It's just what you do. It's what you know. It's, it's just, yeah, like there is comfort in what you know. I think that that's important to point out too. There's, there's comfort in what you know, and change is scary because there's no guarantee that the change is going to be what you need or what you want. Mm-hmm. You're ele- you're giving space for that to happen. You're allowing opportunity to come in and, and giving it a chance to work, but there's no guarantee that that's going to happen. So, I mean, with like, what well, with drinking, we're pretty sure of the outcome, but that's us talking from year and a half sobriety it's not us Mm -hmm. talking from 10 years of drinking like that's that's scary because when you're when you're coming at it from that angle it's more like this is my crutch this is the thing that makes me feel okay what could I possibly do without it Mm -hmm. how am I gonna get through anything without it you don't realize what's actually going on there yeah and I think that you know, a lot of us that, you know, we stopped drinking in like our late 20s, we're already thinking that it's hard because we've had 10 years of our life where we Mm. were, you know, drinking to feel good, to let loose on the weekends. I can't imagine, you know, if, if you're then going down this sober, curious journey in your late 30s, in your late 40s, It just becomes, it's just like a comfort thing at that point. And, but then I can kind of bring up like an analogy, I guess. Um, The job that I quit at the end of 2020 was making me miserable. And I, I was, I hated my life. I was working sometimes days sometimes nights it was like fucking with my yeah sleep schedule and it was making me like unhealthy and it it resulted in me being a not nice person because I just wasn't rested 
But I was also thinking in my head, like, you know, I've dedicated a year and a half of my life. I'm this close to a promotion, you know, like, I'm just going to throw that all away to start at square one somewhere new, you know, that can be not that appetizing of a situation. Yeah. But what I wasn't, you know, I still did it. I still left that job and found the job that I'm currently at. And I could not be, you know, I'm so happy that I made that decision because I opened my life up to new opportunity. And now I have like energy and time to do the things that I love. And I did not have that as even an option. Mm -hmm. But I think that just because people have like something under their belt, like whether they invested time or like it's been a norm for them for 20 years that deters them yeah, from trying like, something new. The comfort is the word that I keep coming back to is like, even if you're miserable, there's comfort in, in being yeah, miserable. There's comfort in the misery. Like it's just what you know. And I think when you know something, it's really hard to change because there's just, you just don't know what's on the other side, which is kind of funny, right? Because it's like, how often do people make bad changes in their life? Like when they're like sitting down thinking like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to move this piece around. Like it's normally a pretty good change. So it's mm -hmm. kind of, there's really probably not much to be scared of, but how do you tell your brain that at the same time? Your brain's doing its best to keep you drinking, to keep you at the job that you know. Mm -hmm. Anything that's not going to cause like a disruption, it's doing its best to keep you. Yeah, because what do they say? Like excitement and fear, like our body is reacting like the same way. Yeah, like anxiety and excitement is the two yeah. emotions that I've heard is like, yeah, because before a basketball game like I used to remember I would be like like my hands would be shaking mm -hmm. but I don't I don't remember being anxious like I was like excited excited you know? you're pumped but I have that same reaction in my <laughs> class when they're like you know go around and introduce yourself I'm like oh shit <laughs> so yeah like I mean I've become much more in touch with my body and like my my mind and my body and how they work and it's interesting as fuck like especially in the cold showers just how when that cold water hits it's just like fight or flight kicks in and I have to I have to like communicate like my mind knows it's okay but I have to communicate to my body that it's okay it's just interesting mm -hmm. to learn how the how the mind and body are working together and figuring shit out yeah, I've heard. I call it a practice. I call it a practice panic attack. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, it's kind of like, um, oh, what's that type of therapy called when you do the thing that you're scared of? Exposure oh therapy. Exposure therapy. It's like that. Yeah, it is. But you're doing it in like an indirect way. Like my former boss, he's a, he does like, sales calls like I do and he was saying that before he has big ones like really important ones because you know sometimes there's hundreds of thousands of dollars on the line on these calls right um so if you know if and it's not uncommon to loop in like a VP and a CEO on our side and a VP so your CEO is on the call with you 
watching mm. you sell kind of there for backup if you need it but it's scary right yeah um, he was saying that he does a cold shower before just to like get that out of his system like the shock the, the fight or flight he just kind of gets it out of his system and then he can hop on the call and he's already over over rid override whatever he's already like gone through that today yeah and so he's like more comfortable on the call yeah I could totally see that being like beneficial and it's funny that you bring up the like being more in tuned with your mind and body because I feel like that's one of the main symptoms of sobriety that I felt is like just being so much more in tune with what I'm actually feeling because when I left that job at the end of 2020 you know it wasn't it wasn't me just like not wanting to do the work it was like my intuition was speaking to me and sometimes I feel like folks struggle with especially when it comes to walking away from a job a relationship a friendship a family member is because they don't know if it's their intuition speaking to them or if it's their anxiety yeah. speaking to them. I think it's it can be hard to navigate, especially when like you have something like depression or anxiety. It's like, I can't always trust I know. My, my voice in my head. But thankfully, I feel like with not drinking, I've become more in tune than ever with like, I'm I'm able to read it more like exactly what my body is like trying to tell me. And it's probably just goes with like me not numbing myself on a weekly basis. It's more just like I'm getting to know myself even better, even better, even better as time goes on. I'm learning to sit through that too. Um, two things like pop straight into my mind from me saying that example. And one of those is moving like geographical relocation, something super popular with people with drinking problems or drug problems. Like, yeah, my problems all live here. So if I move cities, I'm free. I'm Mm -hmm. good. All my stresses go away. (laughs) That's like an easy trick that the mind will play. And then another is like, yeah, work. Um, And just to be like super vulnerable, I hope, you know, maybe some people from work listen, maybe they don't, but um, like if, if this was during my drinking years, I would have quit my job in the past couple months. Mm. Like I, I was getting really stressed. There was a lot of uncertainty. Um, I'd have been out. I'd have been out with no plan. I'd have, I, because I, I know I do have confidence in myself to figure shit out, but that doesn't mean I would have got the best opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was feeling you kind it. of be in like survival mode, survival more. mode yeah. yeah, which is a, also a common like theme in drinking, right? Like survival mode, just get to the next day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I'm learning to sit more with those feelings of like, oh, I want to move. I'm not saying it's bad to move, but I want to, if I'm going to move, I want to do it for the right reasons. Right. I don't think quitting your job is bad. I especially don't think quitting your job is bad. If you have something lined up and you know, you feel good and you're confident about it being better, but like just quitting because 
I'm stressed out about it. That's not necessarily a good reason if there's not more meat behind that bone. And like, if I'm causing a majority of the stress, then that's on me too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like these situations on paper can kind of look the exact same, but the meaning behind it is what determines whether you're quitting for a reason that's serving you or a reason that's not serving you. And maybe quitting is just like, maybe that's the wrong word we're using too, you know? like. Well, I, I mean, wish that there was like a positive version of quitting. Like, I guess like letting go. That'd be a good one. Like I'm letting go of this job. I'm letting go of this. Like, yeah, that, that could make sense. Um, I like the word opportunity. Like I'm, I'm going to open up space for a different opportunity. Like yeah. that could definitely... But it's, yeah, quitting technically means what we're talking about, but it just, you're right. When you say it, I I have this (laughs) feeling in myself that's like, no, 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 not quit. Like I don't quit. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's like, if you quit, then you're, then you've lost. If you quit, then you failed. And it's like, well, true, but you know, if there's anything that I've talked about on my TikTok so much is like, there are very few instances in life that are just black and white. There's so much gray area in between like whatever concept you're talking about. It's very, very rare that things are just one way or another. Like it's just a lot more complex than that. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like, I don't know the, I I keep thinking too, like what's important about quitting is just like, is, do you believe something better is going to happen on the other side? Like, I think that's Mm -hmm. important. If you're going to, if you're going to say quit or you're going to go down that path, like, I think it is important that you believe that because if you're just like, does that make sense? Like if I'm quitting the basketball team, is that just because I I want it to be over with and I'm frustrated. Like, I don't feel like that's a a good reason to quit because I don't know that there's anything better on the other side. It's like, I would quit and then I just sit around until baseball season. Like, does that, I'm just thinking, I'm putting myself in high school blazing shoes, but does that make sense? That's probably why my, like, I remember I wanted to quit football in seventh grade. I was small. I was 70 pounds. I was getting the shit beat out of me. And... I remember I went to my parents and just like begged them. They're like, you can't quit. And I was like, what? Like, this is crazy. And they were like, yeah, you can play soccer if you like, you can switch to the soccer team if they'll Mm. let you. You have to go to the athletic director. You have to ask him. You have to go to the soccer coach and ask the soccer coach. And then you have to go talk to your football coach man to man and tell him. And I, I did all those things. And like, turned out being really good at soccer. And that was kind of like more my calling. But that's a story where I feel like, okay, that was good. And I had to go through, I didn't get to just quit. I had to walk into my football coach who are, you know, they're more intense people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Tell them I'm quit, you know, I'm going to switch to soccer. Well, it sounds like I like that you brought up like, well, I don't know if you exactly said it this way, but there's a component of trusting yourself. 
of trusting your instinct of I'm doing this because or my present self is doing this for my future self. Yes. Like I'm I'm making this change right now, even though it's like very uncomfortable. Yeah, this all relates back to like sobriety. Um, like even though this is like very, very uncomfortable and I've like never tried it before and I'm gonna be completely pushed out of my comfort zone, my future self is going to be so thankful that I made this really hard decision right now. Delayed gratification. It we're in the era. Yeah. Of, we're in the era of instant gratification where everything good in life is delayed gratification relationships fitness nutrition career goals career it's all delayed gratification you're not going to walk in and become a ceo day one you're not going to put muscle on day one you're not going to feel the the benefits of nutrition for six months like all mm -hmm. of that i mean you kind of will but all of that is just delayed gratification and it's it's just not in our blood we have tiktok we have right. instagram reels we have youtube shorts the content is getting shorter shorter shorter, <laughs> shorter. our attention spans are getting shorter and that's just not the game of life the game of life is long mm -hmm. that's a great point unplug this mic and drop it <laughs> well yeah that's pretty much all that I wanted to to chat about today I just thought it was interesting and um it is interesting I feel it's you know like what I feel it's like, like a I complex it's definitely just a more complex um concept than face value like you know what I mean I feel like sometimes do you ever have like work events where they bring up a topic like this and you kind of go around and talk about it and then when you're no, done I think that might be just because of my my work is remote now but maybe in the past in like, we do it in breakout rooms like little zoom breakout rooms but it's funny because like that moment we just hit where it's like yep those are all my thoughts and then you're just kind of staring at each other <laughs> it happens in the break it happens in the <laughs> breakout room it's what's but, currently happening to us right now like, yep that is that is what I think about the situation. What's up the re <laughs> what's up the rest of the week? It feels late in the week. I can't believe it's only oh. You were gonna say Tuesday. Yeah, and I thought it was Thursday at first. Oh my god, you are all out of whack. It's Monday, Blazik. Um, what do I have going on? I have a lot of um either sober events or just things I'm doing with sober friends this upcoming weekend. Nice. Um, I plan to climb tomorrow and Thursday. And on my like off days, I'll just be doing like my regular gym workouts, um, but not going too, too hard because it's obviously yeah. not great if you're climbing when you're super sore. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited um, about the events this weekend where me and some of the gals are going out on Friday to the House of Blues because they're doing another like little dance party event and it's nice. simultaneously my friend's birthday. So we're kind of celebrating that, um, but it should be fun. And 
I've been in a better mood recently. Good. I think it's because I really like purged out the emotions. Yeah. <laughs> when when my when my breakup was very fresh. Um and I still have, you know, my not great moments, but um I think just because I put in the really hard work in the beginning. I'm before. Yeah, like, like I'm I work in the past two years, you know. Right. Yeah. Yes. And that's made this transition, you know, as as good as it can be, you know, either way it fucking blows. But yeah. and I still don't know where I'm going to live in a few months. Um, mm. but I trust myself that I'm gonna figure it out. You'll and I trust that. myself that um the just like the relief and the vibe that I have inside of me now is it's good. There's a lot of good in there. And so yeah, yeah sorry, got deep there for a second. But <laughs> what are you doing? For. Yeah, I know, I know. What are you doing this the rest of the week? I don't think I, I have basketball league tomorrow. So I do play in a basketball league. Um, that's nice. It's just nice to have stuff to look forward to. You know, it's like every Tuesday it gives, gives me something to look forward to. Um, other than that, I don't have like any plans. I don't think. Honestly, sometimes having the week be open is a very, um, not anxiety inducing feeling right yeah i like that i like i like taking things as they come honestly like just something pops up and and i can decide in that moment if i want to do it or not yeah which is good and bad because a lot of, i i'm a self-isolator for sure so i kind of do that on purpose so i don't have to commit to things but <laughs> you know i keep telling my therapist once it's spring I'll come out again. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, this this point in time, especially us being Midwesterners, you know, there's a reason why the trees are bare and the animals are in hibernation. Like this is rest time. We're the not birds went to Florida. Yeah. We're not all we're not supposed to be like, you know, go, go, going every month of the year. It's and true. I'm I am just like so looking forward to spring. I think that's going to really, really help Ugh. my my emotions and my mental health just in general. Um, I can't wait. So we have that to look forward to. It's coming. It's coming. I booked an Airbnb in Austin for like all of April. Yeah. That's dope. I've been wanting to do something similar to that because you're just going to work from there, right? Yep. Nice. Yeah. So I'll just... Yeah, just kick it. Like, be down there, you know, in the evenings, I can go do whatever. Um, weekends, obviously, do whatever. But yeah, like, I want to take advantage of the remote life. It's, I will say it's like expensive to do so. Just Airbnbs mm -hmm. aren't cheap. Right. So it's not like, I mean, a couple of years ago, remember a couple of years ago, Airbnbs were super affordable. You could get mm -hmm. like $1,000 for a month. Yeah. Now, if you do that, you're staying in like, the worst part of town um, yeah but yeah so 
I think I paid like 1800 bucks for three weeks and it's like, it's a lot, but like, I'm trying to spend more on experiences like that. Totally. So, and, and there's not a lot of added costs once I get there, you know what I mean? Right. Like I'm, it, it's the same cost as living in, like I'm living or like I'm going to live in KC or I'm going to live there. So it's not like 1800 bucks and then all these excursions. <laughs> right. Right. It's just like 1800 bucks. So, um, yeah, trying to do more of, of that kind of stuff, even if I do it like once or twice a year, I went to Austin for like two weeks last year and it was really cool. I've heard nothing but good things about Austin. Yeah, I've definitely, <laughs> that's the place that I toy around with moving to a lot is, is Austin. I, I like the energy of the city. There's like a pretty, like, I know, a, like, I just know sober people there. I don't know that, like, I don't know. I don't know how I know them. Like some, I'm sure through the sobriety world, right. some I just like know that are sober there. So I think that could be cool. Um, tons of content creators. It's just, I mean, tons of music. It's an appealing city. Warm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that'll be great. And that'll be a good time to go, I think. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, that's so crazy that you're telling me this because like, I'm living at my mom's place until further notice. Mm -hmm. I eventually, you know, want to be back. You did something like that. Yeah, like I might as well, especially like coming up here. I'm not going to have rent anymore, so that'll you know help a lot. But I've also been, <laughs> I've also been toying with like the idea of buying my own place in the city. I don't know if that's going to be plausible or not but we're gonna yeah. we're just gonna look into it we're gonna look yeah. into it um in terms of where I would go I probably I I don't know if I'd want to go to a city necessarily I, I think I'd want to be more like in nature that would be probably the vibe I'd be going for um that also scares me because like me being alone in an Airbnb in the forest, like, yeah, that's a little scary, but, um, you pick my dog up and take him off my hands for a few weeks. You yeah. Rocky, yeah. The, Rocky, the, Rocky, the Rottweiler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I would, I'd want to do something like that and just spend a lot of time disconnected and outside, but I don't know. I kind of don't know what the future holds and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I had the same kind of thought, like going and doing like a cabin for three weeks, but I'm like, dude, I'm isolating so much. Like it'd be, I probably need to go to a city where I'm like, I don't know a ton of people there, but I kind of know a ton of people there mm -hmm. online, tons of people where if I went and text them, they'd be like, yo, let's meet up. Right. Um. So I feel like that would be good for me socially. And yeah. then there, there's like a lot of hiking and stuff. Like Austin's beautiful. Like you just go 10 minutes out of town and you're in hiking trails and even downtown they have it. So, so you get like, like a kind little of mix. Both worlds. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do romanticize the idea of like a Montana cabin for, mm -hmm. for like two weeks. I also wonder if I would get bored. You'd have to bring like books and things to do like yeah. I'd probably bring like my like my art supplies and I would mm -hmm. just you know focus on that um 
yeah, I don't think I could do it probably for like a whole month, but yeah. like maybe, maybe 10 days, maybe two weeks. That would be pretty nice. It'd probably be a good little reset too. Yeah. Just get off I've the I've been spending a lot of time on the phone, so. Me too. But the climbing oh. helps. The climbing helps because I don't, you know, I can't be holding a phone when I'm climbing. Love so, state. yeah, so I've, that like time flies when I'm in the gym. Yeah. So that's been nice just to break the habit of having it in my hand. I know. And that's like the worst place we can be living is phone in hand. Yeah, not good. It's just, that's where all, like, it's true. It's like all the anxiety lives in the, it's like, if you set it down and just take a breath, it's like, oh, I'm calm. Like, I feel calmer. Mm-hmm. Even if you're, even if you're not being stressed out by anything on your phone, it's just like the rapid. Yeah, it's still overwhelming. Yeah, it's crazy. But we'll figure it out. Maybe, who knows? <laughs> just doing the best we can. <laughs> Just doing the best we can. Hoping chat chat GBT doesn't steal our jobs. That'd be unfortunate. All right, guys. Well, it's right. been fun. <laughs> you can tell this was a Monday after work episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we will talk to you guys next week. Peace. Bye.